This episode of Life Well Learned is a little bit different than the ones that we've done in the past. You know, talking about personal and professional growth, it's time to talk to someone who has done that themselves. We're calling this Life Well Learned Life Lessons. This is where we talk to someone about their life and what shaped them and the lessons they learned along the way and how they handle the ups and downs, including COVID-19 and this global pandemic. So our first guest on Life Well Learned Life Lessons is a Western New York native, a Buffalo business owner, a philanthropist, and a rock star. We're talking about the Goo Goo Dolls, Robbie Taycat. Check, check, check. This is. This is. This is. Life. 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 Life well learned. Life well learned. Life well learned. This is Life Well Learned. Hey, it's Liz Mantel, and welcome to Life Well Learned Life Lessons. You know, we started Life Well Learned, it was all about personal and professional growth and the things that kind of unify us no matter where we are in life, from mental health to financial health to being able to just get through the day and get the most out of it. Being able to hear someone's story about their journey through those things that unify us is kind of nice to know that no matter what level we're at, we all do experience the same things. So last week I sat down with Robbie Takak over video conferencing, social distancing was practice, and we talked about his life and his love for Buffalo and why he returned. It's not a typical music interview where I ask him about deep cuts or why he made different decisions or, you know, tell us about your next album. No, it was about why he made the decisions he did in life and how he ended up where he is and why he ended up where he is. So we started where we always start with Life Well Learned at the beginning. I grew up in West Seneca. Um, I was born in South Buffalo, actually, and uh, uh, still held some pretty tight roots there, you know, uh, growing up. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I grew up in the wilds of the suburbs out in West Seneca and then uh, uh, made my way into the city uh, shortly after high school. And uh, that's when I sort of started meeting people through Madai and, and through some other avenues downtown. When, when you were in school, um, you know, middle school, elementary school, all that, did you know that you were musically inclined, that you wanted to do music, or is that something that came a little later in life? I'm not sure, enti- I'm, I'm not sure I'm entirely convinced of it at the moment, quite <laughs> honestly. But I do, uh, I mean, it's always something that I've loved, you know, always something that I enjoy doing. So, uh, I mean, for me it was... Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a good, I went to school, uh, for radio, you know, because there was an avenue for me to sort of like, I don't know, have a, have like a real job or something like that. And I was still involved in music. And I guess what I discovered was that radio wasn't that much more secure <laughs> than music really. Um, uh, you know, and, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, so I mean, moving forward with music was a was just sort of a natural thing for me to do, I guess. Yeah. Was that one of the reasons that you decided to go to college? Was because you didn't think that you could 
make a career out of music because it's interesting when you when you talk to different people that are in the music industry you know they they didn't go to college they played the bars they you know traveled tried to do all that but it's interesting that you took the path of college well i mean you know college you know represented an awful lot you know i mean it represented you know a whole new scene of people it represented you know a whole new a uh, flurry of ideas and, you know, creative thought, you know, that I didn't have in my circle of friends, you know, when I was growing up out in the suburbs, you know. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, uh, I don't I don't think I ever thought to myself, well, I'm not, like, I never felt like I was going to be a serious musician anyway. I, I didn't feel like the people I loved were serious musicians. I felt they were, like, just people who played music, who happened to get successfully, or, or, or I mean, not super successful and incredibly rich or whatever. You know, but it just it was a byproduct of being who they were, you know. And so I guess that that's how I always sort of approached it, you know, was that you go out and you do the things you do because that's who you are. And um, so I guess it felt like, you know, radio and 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 uh, that world at the time, you know, which, which is a much different world now, um, you know, still fit into that whole idea, you know, of a of a big picture of having, you know, a cool, exciting and, and inspired life, you know. Um, were there were there lessons that you learned while you were at Madai that kind of helped? guide you through your music career after you know right in the beginning when when you were still local and then kind of took off um were there any lessons that you took away well yeah tons of stuff I mean you know for everything you know from public relations to being involved in the radio station and and having some understanding of kind of how that whole thing operated and and um yeah, you know, broadcasting and, and such. I was a media comm major, so I think that all really figured in, you know, to, you know, we started out, you know, the size of a peanut, you know. <laughs> I mean, our band was really small, you know. Um, you know, our first record sold 6,000 copies. You know, I don't I don't think it sold much more since then, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, our goals were different, like I said. You know, um, our... You know, the bands that we loved were selling 100,000 records at the time. They weren't selling, you know, 10 million records. So, you know, but that changed, you know, somewhere along the way. You know, after we had put out a few records and started seeing, you know, the successes that some other bands had and stuff. And so it sort of changed, you know, the way we looked at things. Do you remember the moment when you realized that you were going to be able to, quote unquote, make a career out of being a member of a band? Uh, I guess you're just going for day to, from day to day for so long that it just starts to get a little easier. I don't know. That's all I can say. I don't, I don't think there was ever like a moment, you know, where I was like, wow, I do this for a living or anything. I, I, and I think if at that point you're so busy, you know, like when something really explodes, you know, like, you know, things did with us, you know, in the mid 90s. It's, you know, like you're so busy that I don't think you really have the 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 time to think about wow you know we're a big band now you know all you can think about is oh my god when am I gonna sleep you know <laughs> and and that kind of stuff so it's balanced out a lot but um you know I mean there's that moment you know where you can finally pay your student loan off you know there's like that kind of stuff 
you know, um, you know, there's the moment when you realize that, you know, you're not counting on a bunch of roommates and, and, uh, such to let you slide for a few months while you're out on tour, you know, all those things obviously add up, but you know, we've been together a long time and it's like, you know, it was tiny victories along the way. So did it you, was never like this, you know, wow, you know, look what just happened to us or right. anything. I imagine that that lifestyle kind of has to be stressful, you know, day to day. I mean, were you just so in love with what you were doing that it was just like, I'm going to do this as long as I'm able to? Or did you feel those pressures, those anxieties of trying to figure out something long term? I just think when it's in your heart, it's what you do. You know, um, you know, like this whole music industry, you know, the music industry has gone on its ear, you know, since the digital revolution, you know, when people are always going to go, oh, my God, what's going to, you know, people say, you know, what's going to happen to music and such. And my answer is always nothing. People make music. It's what they do. You know, it's the way that it gets consumed. It's the way it's, um, you know, exploited, you know, the way it's distributed, you know, that that'll always change. But, you know, there will always be people who have to make music. It's just what you have to do. I think what I find so fascinating about you is your move back to Buffalo because here you are, you know, selling tons of records. People are packing stadiums and, you know, pavilions to see you guys play. You lived in L.A. and then you decided to come back to to Buffalo. And it's not that people don't go back to their hometown, but they don't immerse themselves. They have, you know, the summer homes. But what drove your decision to come back to the place, you know, you were from? I was just spending an awful lot of time here. I was, I was, uh, I was spending time with my, uh, you know, I had a studio here. Uh, I had a label that was kind of working with some bands here at the time. And, um, and my family was here and, uh, you know, I, I had been married for a while and we were talking about maybe starting a family and I wasn't sh- quite sure I wanted to do that in LA. And, um, yes, it just, everything just kind of like our life kind of shifted over here once the cats made it you know i knew <laughs> and that was you know that was 12 years ago now you know once the cats made it here uh uh you know who are no longer with us anymore bless their souls um that but uh once they made it here you know we decided to sell the house in los angeles and and uh you know actually look for a place here instead of just having an apartment i i imagine that life for in so many different ways is is different in LA but did it change your creative process did it change your outlook your decision making not being in in it all the time nah man i'm pretty insular you know i mean we've been living in a bubble for a long time um maybe that's why we're still around cuz you know we weren't riding on a bubble anywhere really we were just sort of doing our thing um, you know, you know, Johnny always says, you know, like we never got to be the biggest band, you know, but we did all right and we're still here, you know, and that's, that's pretty great. You know, like, you know, I mean, you could name 50 bands bigger, you know, but you know, most of them didn't make it through the process, you know, we're, we're still here, we're still making it happen. And, and, uh, you know, I just, I'm thankful for that. Um, the work that you do here in you know, in Western New York from music is art to, you know, the concert you just did uh, for Kaleida. Um, it's something that, I, I don't know, 
again, it just it it's you see celebrities, celebrities, and I know you guys don't consider yourself celebrities, but always giving back. But music is art. It's not just a festival in September. I mean, you're doing year round work with that. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we just did an online showcase last night, actually. Yeah. Um, what, for you to be, because you're. I mean, you're not. It's not just your name on it. I mean, you're 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 in it all the time. How much does that? consume of 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 you know when you're breaking out the work that you're doing with the band and all the and your record label and all that how much does that consume of your time oddly uh i hope most of the time that we're on tour and the lead up <laughs> to uh uh the festival that's the most work mm-hmm. for sure i mean the festivals you know it's we had 20 22 stages last year it's gonna be interesting to see what happens this year you know what what uh People are going to feel, yeah, well, I, I don't know what, you know, socially people are going to feel comfortable with right. by September. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, this whole thing, you know, has been pretty crazy. But, um, you know, I have, I have, uh, you know, my days when I'm on tour, you know, I have my days where I can kind of sit in front of my computer and kind of put it all together and make things happen. You know, it's when I'm home is when I'm five times as busy, <laughs> you know, because my kid, you know, I, you yeah. know, my kids here, my house, got to, you know, take care of this. I got to do that, you know, and, and, uh, but, um, no, you know, I mean, it takes up a lot of time, um, for sure. But, you know, there's a, a pretty powerful group of people that help me out with it, you know, who, whose, whose hearts are, firmly in the right place and and uh they've been you know with us for an awfully long time and and uh so i trust them so if i'm gone and i can't tend to something i know that you know that group of people is going to keep an eye on stuff and you know make rational good decisions (laughs) i know because often i'm not the one making the rational good decisions so so um so i trust you know i trust their opinions and i think that that's that's important when you started uh, Music is Art and, and kind of the, the thought of it, has it grown into more than you thought? It, I mean, what was your original plan for this idea and um, how has it kind of taken its shape? Yeah, I mean, the original plan was just, we were having a party, basically. Um, you know, and when I say party, you know, it was, it was a, a celebration, you know, of the local music scene. Um, my old studio was, well, my current one is as well, but my old studio was uh, right on the corner of Allen and um, uh, Franklin Streets. And uh, so uh, 18 years ago now, I, I just put up a, st- a couple of stages outside my place and had bands play during the Allentown Art Festival, and it turned into a big how-to-do. and. They tried to shut me down and gave me some great advertising and we raised some money for Roswell and 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 made a record out of the whole thing and invited some artists and that party that all we were trying to do was take the fact that there were a hundred thousand people in our neighborhood and highlight all our friends who work so hard every single year to play in front of nine people a night, you know, give them, give, give them the opportunity to take advantage of the hundred thousand people, you know, that were in the neighborhood that weekend, you know, and, um, uh, what it did was it birthed, you know, the idea that, um, you know, people are willing to work towards something that's a little bit bigger, you know, if you just kind of ask them and put some sort of structure in place for them to, to help, and so, so the, so that's what we've been doing now. You know, we put a, 
board of directors together after after about two three years my father who who was in the banking industry says to me hey let me see your books and I go what books (laughs) (laughs) like you're gonna go to jail dude he's like he's like you gotta get this together so uh, we hired you know so we hired some people we ended up getting a a a a, a grant from the Oshai Foundation and and uh, which really helped us a lot and um went in and got some training and what it actually meant to be a not-for-profit, you know. Um, yeah, and uh, got a great board of directors now. And, uh, you know, we've been moving forward. Uh, we uh, uh, Madai was our home for many years, actually. We, we, we were in, on, in one of the houses on campus. So, uh, and now we're down on the Market Arcade building yeah. downtown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's cool to see the, you know, how it's evolved. And, and I mean, I remember... Um, it was a coworker of mine and he was so excited because his dad was accepted in as an artist. And he's like, I, I get to go this year. My dad. Was... So it's cool how not just the, the, the community always shows up, but they're excited and they get behind it. It's uh, it's it's really cool to see. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm 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 so curious to see what's going to happen this year, you know, because, I mean, it's really looking like it might sort of happen at a time where maybe there's going to be a break you know, and this whole thing. So how does know, that, we'll how does that affect you? Um, you know, cause I know that you have, you, I mean, so many artists had dates scheduled and, and into the summer and how, I mean, how do you guys navigate that? Is it just is like everything else in life a day to day? Yeah. I mean, just like a, you know, I mean, a single mom waitress, you know, they have the same issue, you know, Oh my God, what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, it's like, you know, now I'm not working. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I guess I guess what I'm saying is everybody has the same problem. Most people have the same problem right now, you know, is of just trying to figure, okay, how are we going to make this work? You know, um, the thing about us is our job is dependent on a lot of people being able to get together <laughs> right and that's that's not exactly it's kind of frowned upon at the moment um yeah you know i mean unless you know we start playing on airstrips and people got to stay eight feet away from each other you know i don't know uh you know but i mean like i said this has to break at some point and, and uh you know but until then people are getting you know they're getting creative with how they're doing things you know i mean we've I mean, this is going on, what, like a few weeks now that we've been kind of kind of in our houses, everybody, you know? I mean, I never thought I'd be sitting in my back room, you know, doing shows over the internet, you know, with, with, with nobody here but me and my daughter sitting outside the door waiting for me to finish so we can play again, you know? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just... Um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a different world, man. And, and, and I guess you just deal with it, you know? I mean, you know, we're lucky in so many ways, you know, um, you know, we've been, you know, being from Buffalo, we've been smart about how we do things. So, you know, we've saved a little bit of money and, you know, we're able to keep, you know, we have, we have about a dozen people who we have on staff all, you know, year round. And so we got to take a look at that and make sure that those guys are okay because like I said at some point this is going to break you know and we're all going to have to go out and, and uh, make this happen again so I think you just got to keep a I think you just got to keep the faith that it that it's going to 
that things are going to work out in the end and just make the right decisions, I guess. I don't know. I, I, there's really no answer to this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just such a crazy time that we're, we're living through. And I think about my kid living through this, man, you know, like, wow, you know, what a crazy thing to live through as, as like, as like a young person. And, and to, know, remember like, yeah. to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. It has to, has that, how's that been going for you? Having to be at home and kind of be the teacher and the dad and, you know, and still get stuff done. How's that, how's that been working out? Um, well, today we were working on quadrilaterals and (laughs) hexagons and, you know, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, my life seems to be like, like zero to a hundred all the time. Like I was complaining two months ago that I never got to see my kid and, you know, and, you know, now it's, you know, for the past few months, you know, we've, we've been, we've been together 24 hours a day and, you know, so that's a bit of a silver lining in this whole thing to me is I actually get to spend some time with my family, you know, which is pretty, which is pretty groovy, but, you know, um, yeah, like I said, at some point this whole thing's got to break. So, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be crazy to watch it unfold. I have to imagine um, music class has to be killer at your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not that advanced, interested, really. Advanced level. <laughs> yeah, she, nah, she's not that interested. No? She, she's, no. She, nah, no, when she was a kid, she told me once, no, you do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll do something else. You do that already. I find I that. Like, okay. uh, you know what? She might turn a corner. That was so, I used to be in, I, I'm a former radio. It's funny that you say that, the radio career not being very secure. Um, and my, yeah. and my dad was on radio too. I did the exact same thing growing up. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And look at where I ended up. So yeah, she might yeah. change her tune. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You never know. It's, it's, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch, you know, but like, you know, I mean, get back to what we were talking about before, like, like this is going to really change the way people are around each other for a long time. Like, and, and it's not just like. You know, wow! You go to Chictawaga, people treat you weird. It's like we're, this is the planet, man. You know, like like this is the whole Earth, man. You know, and you know, there's some xenophobia out there to begin with, man. And like, I I I I, I hope, I really really hope that the lesson that's learned from this whole thing is one that turns us in a good direction. You know, I really really do because it's definitely going to have a global effect yeah it'll be definitely uh uh a quick study on on how we are as human beings for sure and and i can't agree with you more um Mm. i did want to get one point you said because we were from buffalo we did things a little differently how what what do you what what do you mean by that because a lot of people always say you know i got the midwestern you know the midwestern raising and we did that what what did being from buffalo and growing up with working parents how did that shape your music career uh well i always say like (laughs) there's there's like two months a year that in order to get to work you got to work for an hour and a half to get into your car you know like like this isn't an easy place to live for a few months a year. You know, it makes for rugged people, man. It really does. And, um, you know, I think, uh, 
you know, they say, you know, that kind of stuff builds character. You know, there's a reason they say that because I really think it does, <laughs> you know. Um, and then, you know, the the Buffalo I grew up through versus kind of the Buffalo that I was a young adult in. Like, I can remember, you know, in like the mid 80s, you know, driving around in our van and, you know, nobody knew who we were. So we'd show up place someplace and they'd be like, you know, where you guys from? We'd be from Buffalo. You know, we'd say from Buffalo. And they'd, like, look at us like we told them we had some horrible, like, like incurable <laughs> disease or something like that. Really, I'm not kidding, man. It was it was crazy, you know? And then the kind of the football thing happened, and it was like everything looked great. And then it was like five Super Bowls later, like, like you know, the <laughs> I don't know. It was just crazy here. You know, it felt that way, you know? Um but like we never felt like not telling people we were from Buffalo, you know what I mean? Because this is like this was our home, you know, and this is you know the place we were from, and 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 you know we knew the quality of the people here, you know, we knew the you know the bonds that were here, you know how strong those things were, you know. So to us, it was always a it felt it, it felt like it was it was always a badge of honor you know, to say, you know, that we were that band from Buffalo, you know, there weren't many of them, you know, so, you know, well, Rick James, you know, <laughs> Ani, you know, ourselves, you know, it's like, you know, there weren't a lot, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we always felt like that, you know, but, you know, then we saw Buffalo starting to turn around, you know, and, and it's, it's like so heartwarming to see, you know, like people, you know, actually like, coming here because this is where they want to be you know you know it's pretty awesome it really is um you know and you know and 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 to be able to spend all you know this amount of time involved in the alternative music scene here you know and sort of see see how it survived and how it's you know ebb and you know had ebb and flow throughout you know it's it still remained pretty strong and uh you know, that's that's a great thing um, through, you know, through this whole life that you had growing up in West Seneca, going to Madai for college, getting out on the road, having that big break, if you will, all this stuff, living in L.A., moving back to Buffalo. Has there been um, a mantra or a lesson or something that you've kept with you that's kind of gotten you through the whole thing that you can share with everyone? Uh, just look kind of like I said before, believe in what you're doing, just believe in it and, uh, move forward and make the moves that, you know, are the right moves. And if it feels wrong, it might be wrong, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, just, I mean, move forward, man, you know, move forward. Don't be scared to try things, you know? Um, um, you can always say you're sorry, you know, <laughs> you can always apologize, you know, but you can't always make that opportunity happen again. And so I think it's, 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 uh, yeah, just move forward. To learn more about Life Well Learned and see our other episodes, you can head to lifewelllearned.org. There you'll also find articles from experts that might help you through this current global pandemic. Everything from now having to teach your children at home to the mental health effects of self-isolation. I want to thank Robbie Takehack today for talking with us. If you want to learn more about Music His Art, you can head to musichisart.org. 
If you haven't done it yet, make sure you're subscribing and rating us on Google and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Life Well Learned is presented by the Medi College Alumni Association. I'm Liz Mantel, and we'll see you next time.